A visit to the other side with Core Paranormal NZ. I'm your host, George Shields, and I call this week's show a close call. First, I would like to mention that our winter here in Palmerston North has kicked in with a vengeance. For the last four days without a break, we have had one long, heavy, loud thunderstorm. The longest storm duration I can remember in my time. I'm told this particular storm affected the whole of New Zealand and closed down many areas for public safety. Enough about that. How are you out there in podcast land? I'm sure in the Northern Hemisphere, the weather is a lot warmer at this time. I'd like to think this way. This is the way I think. I also would like to mention that I have always regarded any interaction between Core NZ and the public as one as educational and help, while respecting our clients' privacy, but using our large database to help others when needed without releasing any personal information. (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) This week, I would like to touch on one of our earlier investigations. As this location was so large, we had penciled in to our investigation diary at least three return visits as a guess to give us a chance to investigate the whole property. This particular investigation was back in December 2009. The reason why I want to talk about this investigation is it was not only a major learning curve for us as a team, but we got so much recorded evidence, data, it was overwhelming to us all present. Our clients had never seen what they suspected was hanging around them before, but we were witnessing on our equipment. All they knew this was in their own words. Strange things are happening around our family a lot. 
The video and the audio we were picking up seemed to last all night. It got to a point after four hours we felt that in the interest and respect to the location and the anomalous presence we should thank the presence and pack up and leave as we did not want to overstay our welcome our clients were okay with it but we were not sure about the presence and how they felt I have to mention at this point this decision to pack up was very hard to make but we felt it was necessary in the interest of the owner's well-being and the spirit anomaly inhabitants especially our clients as what they witnessed was a bit of a shock to them and I have to admit it was a shock to the team as well I would like to go into the decision a bit further and explain why we made this decision to stop and pack up. I remember when we arrived at the location. It was a warm December evening around 6pm. We met our clients out front of their large property. Now this is a grand old homestead steeped with early local history. It was one of the first buildings with multiple structures to be erected in that area. It did not take long for everyone in our team present to mention that the feeling they were getting from this location was one of intense atmosphere as if you could reach out and touch it. It seemed to affect us all the same way which is unusual. As we are all individuals and approach the paranormal in our own separate ways. As a team leader I took notice of this group reaction and I remember thinking at the time, this could be a sign of what is to come during this investigation. So I kept a close eye on everyone present, just in case there was a negative reaction to this uneasy feeling we all seem to be having about this location. The setup on this investigation always, was always going to take several hours due to its size and complexity. In fact, I remember one of the team looking at the gear I had brought along and they joked, I suppose you have the kitchen sink in there as well. Well, he wasn't far wrong as I had a large enclosed trailer jam-packed. In fact, I had to rearrange it several times before I could close and lock it. 
Also, my van was the same. The only room in the front was in the front for me and one passenger. It was full to the roof as well. The reason for this was the sheer size of the investigation location. I had no idea what and how much we would need to record and to collect as much data as possible. We set out to map out our equipment placements for this section of the investigation. Things went well for the first 15 minutes. I turned on one of our four channel DVRs we planned on using. This is the point where everything changed and our clients and myself took a step back from the monitor. I also got straight on the radio and called the team and requested them to leave what you are setting up at the time and come to my location, which they did with puzzled looks on their faces, but that look did not last for long. At this stage, that DVR system was the only equipment set up and operating. And owing to what was being recorded on the system, we decided to leave the other equipment where it was and not finish setting it up. At this time, we did not want to disturb the activity we were recording, as it seemed to be going on with what looked like a normal day on the screen. To date, I still have the recording locked away at our client's request. But I can tell you about some of the activity that is on that footage. I cannot disclose where this is or any names, I can tell you what we collected on our equipment coincides with some of the historical events that had happened on the property around a hundred years ago. Now, I first switched on this particular DVR system around 9.30pm. And I waited until the system booted up and set it to record on all four channels. I then powered up the cameras and straight away I noticed unusual movement on two cameras set up up on the first floor hallway placed at either end. These were not yet positioned to an optimal, optimal angle like we do when we when the systems are up and running. As it turned out, these two were to stay exactly where they stood. It only took me and our clients a few seconds to make sense of what we were looking at. 
We were the only people on the property at the time, that being my team, and our two clients. So there was no way of any outside participation. There was at times up to three child size transparent, semi-transparent, whitish grey figures that seemed to be on the floor with movement as if they were playing with some sort of toys. At times moving in and out of the camera view and at one point one of these children seemed to sneak a peek at the camera as if they were peeking around a corner. I have to say what would have been the eyes on this apparition left us feeling cold and uncomfortable. They stared with a penetrating look and would withdraw just as fast. This peekaboo action happened several times before they went back to what looks like playing games with each other as children do. <clears throat> this was just the start. As the evening went on, adult-sized torsos with parts of, well, I can only say the odd arm and leg movement showing through in the same transparent condition. They were walking down and then back up a stairway. The top of the stairway was in one of the upper camera's view. Later we collated this movement with a camera set up near the bottom of that stairway and a torso movement appeared in that camera at the same time as well on its way down. So that's two cameras recording it from a different angle. These torsos, uh, there was many of them, in fact it got very busy at one stage. Uh, it was just unbelievable. There was no mistaking the activity we were watching. This is residual and represented everyday life in the main house before a sad tragic event happened. I cannot go into that event part any further, it may give the location away. There was a lot more activity recorded. One of the cameras had a medium sized window in its view and over the same period of time it recorded countless anomalous objects passing through a glass, a pane of glass. The window was closed. And after passing through the glass some of the objects would take their own path. At times making and showing intelligent alterations in the direction they were heading. And one of these objects in particular had large wings 
for its size. It's actually very hard to judge what size it was. Possibly the size of a maybe a sparrow. And moves and heads in an intended direction. And no, it was not a large moth. And regardless of what it was, it passed straight through a pane of glass, along with all the other objects. I have to say, I can only scrape the surface on what happened on this investigation. As there was too much happening to cover in one show, but for uh, privacy readings, I can't go into it too deeply. For instance, the clear audio EVPs that we recorded on our digital audio recorders. One in particular is of what sounds like a farmer calling out to a dog and sending whistle commands to it. This happened on and off most of the night. Also what sounds like a group of people singing campfire songs. And at that time seemed to be right next to us at times. We could hear it clearly but could not see the farmer, dog or any other group of people besides ourselves. Over the years since, we have been asked back several times to have another look, and we have accepted each time. And each time the property has always shown us something new. It is hard to give this investigation the recognition it deserves, due to the activity that is present on the property even today. The owners have been recently been in touch with me and would like me and the team back one day soon. Possibly towards the end of winter, I think. <clears throat> we seem to be having a fairly bad winter at this, uh, this time. Anyway, um, that will make it visit number five. Okay. I feel I can vouch for the rest of the team we would all be looking forward to returning to this awesome property and friendly owners. I have often thought of writing a book about this and our involvement with this property and approach it in the book through an investigator's eyes. But I do not think that is possible my client still wants this to stay locked away. They do not want to be bombarded by paranormal tourists or even just nosy people with a camera that are just, you know, just wanting to have a look around. They like their privacy. Okay, that's it as far as I can take 
this week's subject. If anyone out there is listening to this and you are interested in the paranormal, I urge you to look around and do your homework. Look for a team, group, or even like-minded people. And maybe even form your own paranormal investigation and research group. Try and find out if they have a good reputation. But please keep one thing in mind. Keep your involvement true and honest. And do not let anyone change your direction. Okay. As this subject is inherently difficult to approach, stay true to the job at hand. This is George Shields and Core Paranormal Team wishing you well and hope to catch you next time.